It's time to put principles ahead of politics. This is Sages of the Sun, brought to you by the New York Sun. I'm Caroline Beek, the co-founder and editor of The Sun, and I'm joined by Seth Lipsky, our legendary editor-in-chief. We're here to take you behind the headlines, unblinkered, principled, and straight. Let's get started. This week, we'll be sitting down with Miss Gardner to talk about theater in New York. Ms. Gardner is a longtime theater and music critic who has written for the New York Times, The Village Voice, Town and Country, Time Out, and many other publications. She's a board member of the Drama Desk and has served on the jury for the Pulitzer Prize for Drama twice, most recently as chair. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me. Pleasure. <laughs> I am uh, admittedly a bit of a theater novice, so I'm especially excited for this conversation because I think I'll just learn a lot. Oh, good. Um, well, there's a lot going on right now. So yeah. So what do you tell us? What do you What are you seeing? What should What should I be seeing? Oh gosh. Well, you know, April is kind of like December for the for the movies because uh, it's okay. it's right right before the cutoff. The end of this month is the cutoff for the Tony Award eligibility. And then right after that, it's a bunch of other awards like Drama Desk, Outer Critics Circle, New York Critics Circle, Obie Awards. You know, and these are in some cases awards that include or even focus on off or off off Broadway. But there is in particular on Broadway and everywhere really just tons and tons of stuff opening now. And I I have to say, I feel like I've been writing a lot of rave. I've been doing a lot of gushing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> as a um, as a critic, you know, in, in your on your site, certainly, um, you know, I I just saw the hang uh, not the hangman hangman uh, is Martin McDonough's latest play, who's a, a great Anglo Irish playwright who just writes these incredibly dark, thrilling comedies, um, and um, he's uh, this one was like a lot of shows that were on Broadway this season delayed by COVID. That was another thing where, you know, we have shows opening this season that should have opened two years ago. Um, so That's a lot like of the shows that would be backlog. eligible. Yeah, there's a great revival of American Buffalo that I just reviewed with uh, Lawrence Fishburne and Darren Chris and Sam Rockwell. I'm gonna, I'm gonna refer to my notes actually, even though we're doing this on video just because there's so much going on and I wanna make sure that I don't miss anything. Uh, The Minutes, Tracy Letts, uh, one of my favorite actors and playwrights. He's never been on Broadway as an actor and a playwright. You know, he's had great shows on Broadway, like August of Sage County, which won the Pulitzer. And he's appeared as an actor, but he's he won a Tony, actually, for Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf several years back. But um, this is his first play, I think, where he appears with an absolutely stellar cast. And, um, And it's a great, very topical play. Um, let me see. I, I have to mention, I saw a really fabulous production in Brooklyn at BAM of um, Cyrano de Bergerac, completely different. It uses, it, it's a rewritten text. It, it's an adapted text so that the, the playwright has sort of used hip hop poetry, which sounds like it could be contrived, but it really works because it puts the emphasis on the lyricism of the words and the beauty and the power of the words. and. Um, as my 14-year-old daughter observed, uh, this is a production where Cyrano is hotter than Christian. <laughs> and uh, because she she said, oh, wow, it's, is it normally like this? Because why would people believe that, you know, Cyrano's ugly? Because the whole idea is everything's about words. So James McAvoy, the star who plays Cyrano, doesn't wear any prosthetics. He doesn't wear that big old nose. 
so yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, what am I forgetting that's opened recently? Let me see. Well, I'm seeing Funny Girl this weekend, which is the first revival ever of that show, astonishingly. I think uh, there was kind of an aborted revival about 10 years ago. Bartlett Shear, a wonderful director, was going to bring it to Broadway with a great cast, but it just didn't work out. And now Beanie Feldstein, who's kind of the it girl of the moment, is going to be stepping into Barbara Streisand's shoes, which are very, very big shoes to fill. I, I saw... Has she done a lot of theater before? I've only seen her. Uh, She's done some. I mean, she was, yeah, she's, she's, she has. I mean, I saw her in Hello, Dolly. She was wonderful, but it was more of a comedic role, a supporting comedic role. Um, She, but she has done theater and she can sing. I mean, I've, I've heard her, you know, I mean, can anybody sing like Barbara Streisand? You know, I don't, I don't know. That's, (laughs) I think if, if people compare her, those, uh, those will inevitably be unfair comparisons, but, but she's got a very strong, very sort of, uh, I don't want to say nasal, but the right soprano, like a soprano belt, which is what you need for that role. And, um, so I, I'm curious to see her in it, you know, and, uh, what's major and like the latest it girl. You know, your guess is as good as mine. I think, you know, p- partly her association with people. And, you know, she's certainly hot from her playing um, Monica Lewinsky in that miniseries, which I'm completely spacing on the name right now. But, yeah, she's she's just been, you know, kind of gradually increasing in visibility. And uh, I think um, this will be a could be a real breakout role for her, although it's seeming like she's already a superstar, the kind of press she's getting. Interesting. So for some of the ones that you've liked the most, like why have you loved them? What what makes them great in your view? You know, I think there have been a lot of productions where they've tried to do new things with classics and both that and interesting original works. I mean, one, one thing I've kind of lamented in recent seasons is the lack of original scores on Broadway. Um, you know, as we get more jukebox musicals and more sort of kind of like musicals chronicling uh, catalogs. Uh, For example, Girl from the North Country, which had its delayed opening this season, is is a wonderful show. It's not really a jukebox musical. It's it's sort of pairing an original script by Connor McPherson, who's, who's a terrific playwright with Bob Dylan's music. So it's actually a very inventive musical, but it's not an original score. So this this season, we are having a couple of musicals, a few musicals actually with original scores. Um, There's six, which uh, traces the wives of of Henry VIII, uh, which is not, I I think it's hilarious and fun. I I don't know that it's a great musical. It seemed to me kind of like a skit. Yeah, would you recommend I see, like I've read so, as a child, I read so many stories about Henry VIII and all the wives. And so it's a really interesting topic. Would you recommend Oh, I would. I mean, you know what? I enjoyed it more the second time I saw it, believe it or not. I think that's because I because I saw it before the shutdown. It was one of those shows that just was about to open. Literally, I think it was their opening night, March 12th, that the shutdown was imposed. Yeah. So it really kind of was lousy for them. But um, but this production um, is a lot of fun. It's it's really funny. and, And there's a lot of energy on stage. There's some really talented, really diverse cast. That's something else that's been really uh, very prominent this season, you know, a focus on diversity as there has been in the arts 
generally, I think, you know, last season, um, there was a play called Slave Play, which got a lot of acclaim transferred from Off-Broadway by, by Jeremy O'Harris. And um, it won 12 Tony nominations, which I believe was a record for an original play. And it did not get a single one. So um, even though I should also point well, out what's that- What's that the, about in your view? Um, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, uh, you know, there was certainly, we've been at a time of reckoning, um, you know, not just in the arts, just in the world over the past two years. And I think that was disappointing to a lot of people. Um, on the other hand, the play that did win, The Inheritance, was the first play by a Latino playwright to ever win the Tony Award. And it, its focus was on gay men, um, different generations of gay men dealing with uh, the AIDS crisis. Um, so, um, but you know, the fact that I think we were at a particular point of reckoning um, last year where, you know, the, the idea that, that BIPOC artists and, and black artists in particular, you know, needed more recognition on, on Broadway. And, and I think there's been a real focus on that, certainly uh, not just with uh, the artists we see on stage, but with the playwrights, the directors, the designers. One production I saw recently that just blew me away, just breathtaking, is um, uh, Liliana Blaine Cruz's uh, new revival of The Skin of Our Teeth by Thornton Wilder, which is just about to open at Lincoln Center Theater. And, um, you know, that, that's a play that it's just kind of all over the place. The fourth wall is down and it traces this family. You know, it's not realistic at all. It traces this family through the ice age and war and there are dinosaurs on stage. <laughs> and, and she just did such an imaginative, really vivid uh, reinterpretation of this play in which the central family is a black family. And it totally works because it reminds you that this is a story of all of humanity, right? And it reminds you that, you know, we have to depict all of humanity in order to reflect all of humanity. So I, I thought, um, and it's just a wonderful production. There's original material added to Thornton Wilder's text by um, Brandon Jacobs Jenkins, who's, who's a rising playwright. And there are a number of rising playwrights uh, represented this season. Um, we had uh, Antoinette Wandu with um, Passover, which was a hit off Broadway. Uh, Thoughts of a Colored Man was Keenan Scott II. Um, Clyde's was a great play that that by, um, oh my goodness, Pulitzer Prize winner, Lynn Nottage, two-time Pulitzer Prize winner. And, and this was a a comedy, a really funny comedy that uh, that opened several months back. Um, that uh, that that may be, I think, a contender. I think the the best play category is going to be very competitive this season. Um, who's nominated? Uh, well, we don't know yet. I mean, okay. we're not the, the the cutoff date. I think is April twenty eighth. So the nominations will be announced a few days after that, and then you'll have the drama desk nominations and you know, other nominations, which will, in some cases, focus off-Broadway and off-off-Broadway, and in some cases, encompass Broadway. Who do you think will be nominated? I think all the plays that I mentioned will have really good, good chances. Um, you know, of course, there's, you can only do four or five, typically, to a category, sometimes six. So I'm not, uh, I'm not entirely sure there's going to be, it'll be a big race and a tight race, particularly among, with actors, it's always very tight, you know, and there have been a lot of 
really uh, wonderful actors um, and stars. Like every year, you know, stars come to Broadway. And this year we've had a bunch from, you know, theater favorites like Patti Lapone and The Revival of Company, which is another great revival that happened to have opened it right after like Sondheim died. a done. lot of revivals. Is that, yeah. is, it, is it more common to do a play revival than maybe a redo, remake of a movie or a similar? Oh, it's certainly more, more common to do a revival of a play or, or a musical um, than it is. Because What's that about? Uh, it's, it's familiar material that people love. And, you know, I mean, look at how well the music man is doing. I mean, I'm sure that a lot of that has to do with Hugh Jackman and Sutton Foster starring in it, but it's also just a classic American, you know, maybe the classic American musical. I, and I, I love many musicals as much or even more than The Music Man, but that is the American musical. And it's just a wonderful work. And um, it's uh, even, even that, there was an even a little bit of a twist in that production because they cast Sutton Foster as marrying the librarian, typically a role played by a lyric soprano like Barbara Cook has played it. You know, she was the one who originated the role. And Sutton Foster is more of a mezzo and more of a belter. And they did slightly different things vocally with their role to kind of really maybe emphasize the feistiness in Marion's character. And some people like that, some people didn't. But that's just another example of how things have, you know, there's been kind of a desire to see things new, even though you're reviving things that you want to bring people because they know the material, but you're giving them a little bit of a new twist on it. Lisa, as you as you become more familiar to our readers, they're going to want to know more about you. And I'm just astonished at your fluency on your beat. And I'm just wondering how you came to this beat. And uh, tell us a little bit about your progression into the theater world. Well, I was a major musical theater geek in high school and college. I, I did musicals. I was a singer who moved, <laughs> which means I couldn't dance. I eventually took lessons and, and I learned how to dance a little bit. But um, my mother was a professional singer. And so I, I was weaned on original Broadway cast albums. That's like the first thing I listened to before I listened Did you grow to up in New York? I grew up in Rockland County. Right. So, um, and there was a great musical theater program where I went to school. There was a, a summer theater program and they would bring in pros to work with the kids. And so it was my my first love. And, and then I got, as a teenager, also into pop music. And in fact, I wrote about pop music for about almost 10 years before I started writing about theater. Thank you for listening to this sample of Sages of the Sun. To listen to the whole episode and access our entire catalog, Go to NewYorkSun.com. That's NYSun.com.